Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. Um, and we've been on a bit of a break here. It's been been a while since we had a had a pod, um, but we have a lot to talk about. I think uh, just had some semifinal games. I know those were pretty exciting for you, at least one of them. Yeah, uh, and also some New Year's Six games. I think we'll also probably get into previewing the national title game. I don't know if we'll do a separate pod for that. So, just jump right into it, Ashton. Your Georgia Bulldogs are going to the national title game. What were your thoughts on that game? Yes. Um, it, I, okay, so I, I was one of those who was not happy um, about the quarterback situation, obviously, right? We've, we've discussed this at length. Um, and he, Stetson Bennett played incredibly well. He really did. Uh, he made He made all the throws that we didn't think he could make. He stretched the ball down the field. Um, he threw like he was. He made really good decisions. He really only had a couple of bad decisions all game. They didn't even cost him. Like it, it all worked out. Like I don't. How is he so different? Like I don't understand how different he was. Like against like from, from the Michigan to the Alabama game. Like that was just a totally different quarterback. And I understand he had three weeks to prepare for Michigan or four weeks almost. But like, what? How does that make sense? Please, please help that make sense for me because I haven't been able to figure that out. I'm not sure. I feel like he's a good quarterback when you have. He's not. He's not a good quarterback. Okay, when you have the clear talent advantage. Yeah. He's perfectly capable, and he might be perfectly capable of winning a title. I don't know. Like we'll see. <laughs> Georgia right. is currently a three point favorite against Alabama, um, but. Yeah, I guess talking about the Michigan game, it was this just as simple as like Georgia and Michigan. We talked about this some in our preview. Like they're pretty similar teams, but Georgia yes. has five stars, where Michigan has four stars. Okay, maybe, but like here's the counterpoint: like Michigan's defense is good. Like I thought yeah. with Hutchinson, Hutchinson and Ojabo are NFL guys. Like they are, they're absolute NFL guys. And how like. They might have a better defense than Alabama does. Michigan's defense might be better than Alabama. Alabama doesn't have a great defense. Like, how does how does how does it all just work out? Like, I don't understand how it just all worked out there. And it did. Like everything Georgia did worked. They could run the ball effectively. We Georgia threw the ball for over ten yards per attempt. Like, that's crazy high. Like that's crazy high. Ten yards per attempt is 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 massive. Like you're just not going to lose games when you do that. You're not going to lose those games. And and Michigan has a good defense. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't understand. For me, it was all about Georgia's offense in this game. It was a whole different, like, Georgia's, Georgia's offensive line played exceptionally well against those, yeah. against those NFL pass rushers. That's, I mean, they really did. They, they neutralized him. And then the times they did get home, Stetson was able to, to escape or, or, yeah, like, make a play. He was able to make some, make some plays in crunch time. Um, and, and honestly, the, the game was over, like after, you know, the game was over when, when Burton caught that 57 yarder and it was 27 to three, the game was over. Like there, yeah. there was no, no chance that Michigan was going to score 28 points on that defense. It just was not going to happen. So like, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't get it at all. I've watched a lot of football. I've watched as much football this year as anybody. I would dare anyone to try to watch more football than me. I think I watch a ton. <laughs> 
and and I don't understand it. I don't understand how a team can be so different four weeks later. I don't understand it. Yeah, well, I, I do think Michigan may have had a slightly better defense in Alabama overall for this season, but they're they they maybe are more talented at Alabama at the, at the ends. But that's it. Like, can you name another position where Michigan is actually better than Alabama? I mean, I'd say safety probably. I think Daxton Hill is is as good as anyone that um, that 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 um, Alabama has. Jordan Battle maybe for Alabama would you'd maybe say, but like Alabama doesn't have a good secondary. Josh Job is out, like he's not playing anymore. So like they're good. A- Alabama's not yeah. bad, but Michigan Michigan held Ohio State at twenty seven points. That's a feat. That's impressive because no one's doing that. Like yeah, Ohio State scores points, and yeah, I. I don't know. I I just it was so confusing to me to see that happen. I expected a close game. I thought Georgia could win, and then like you realize like early on like Georgia had all the answers. I think Todd Munkin, Georgia's offensive coordinator, I thought was exceptional. Like I thought he called almost a perfect game. Every yeah, literally everything worked for Georgia, and it honestly the score could have been even more lopsided. I think that late garbage time touchdown by Michigan was able to keep it close. But okay, so just. The, the game was a blowout, right? And, and we're like, we're, I don't understand it, but you know, whatever, like we're going to move past that. How, like Georgia would have probably done that to almost any other team. Like, like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that you can just say that Michigan had a bad game. Like, I don't think the pilot people piling on Michigan or I don't think that's fair. I don't. Well, I think there's, there's two different conversations here. One, of course, there's always going to be people anytime there's a blowout. Yeah. There's always those people on Twitter that are like, well, they, sh- they did not deserve to be there. Are you telling me that there are four teams that are evenly matched at the top? No, no, that's right. not how college football works. Right. Michigan absolutely deserved to be there. Same as, shoot, Michigan State and Notre Dame and Washington and like all of these teams made playoffs and deservingly doesn't mean they were one of the top four teams necessarily, or especially not a top two team. Right. Michigan deserved to be there. And I, I hate yeah. Michigan as much as most non-Ohio State fans. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm like, yeah, it was wonderful for me as a Notre Dame fan to see Michigan get boat raced. Right. But but that's what it was. Like, like Georgia was just flat out better, I thought. Yeah. Like, they were just yeah. clearly more talented at yeah. most of the positions on the field. And, yeah, it, it doesn't have anything to do with Michigan deserving to be there or not, in my opinion. No, I, I, I think that's right. I think for me, this season still for Michigan is a successful year. Like, I think this is a really good year. And and I understand that, like, they did get hammered by Georgia in that last game. And that's going to be your, like, your lasting memory of this team. But I think that's a little unfair because of all the criticism that Harbaugh had. Um, I mean, there were people that didn't, you were one of them, that, that were not big Harbaugh fans going into this. And I mean, like, there were a few of us Harbaugh defenders out there, not saying I was the only one, but... That like I actually thought highly of Harbaugh and and the job that he did there, and I thought like at at some point they would get over the hump, and and like this was the year they beat Ohio State, they won the Big Ten, and I mean this is like that's a that's a really really good year for Michigan. That's a great year for Michigan. Like you have to you have to love that. They they finished twelve and two, um, and they were the Big Ten winners. Like and yeah, and you and you beat you beat up on Ohio State at your place, and like that was awesome. So. Like I, for me, I think Harbaugh like has changed as a coach. Like I think he's a different guy now. Like I think the last two months for him have 
changed the the narrative on Jim Harbaugh. And I think he has now elevated himself into a higher status, I believe. So just for this game specifically, do you think Michigan stuck with Cade McNamara too long? Like, I I don't think regardless of what they did, like there was no chance they were going to win that game. But I think no. if I'd been a Michigan fan, I'd been wanting J.J. McCarthy in there a little more. Uh, I mean, whatever. It, it wasn't going to work. Like, it, I yeah. think it, it's the same as, as Florida trying to play um, Richardson instead of Emory Jones Yeah. when when Florida played this, this Georgia defense. I mean, it was kind of the same scenario where they're trying to, you know, hey, we have a younger, maybe more talented quarterback. Like, like no, let's just not expose him to that mess. You know, like, let's just, like, let's not try to break his will here. <laughs> um, because that Georgia defense was terrific. Like, I, there was nothing that Michigan did that was surprising to them. Um, I, I think that's probably, that, that's probably what, I was most surprised at from from the defensive perspective for Georgia. I'm a Georgia fan. I look at it through 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 my eyes, you know. And and I was worried about um, the the receiver number one. I'm I'm blanking on his name. But Jameson I, Williams. Well, no, the Michigan. Oh, receiver. for Michigan. Sorry, for I'm... Michigan. Yeah, uh, he he actually had a touchdown late in that game. But he like Anthony Anthony, I believe is his name. Intro yes, Anthony. yes, I, yes. I was worried that it would be play action. And they would take shots to him, and 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 because like that was how I saw that game going. That's how I saw Michigan scoring points in that game, and and I think that's something that maybe we're not talking about enough is that like why they didn't. And I think part of it obviously was Georgia's pass rush and like the discipline that Georgia had to not go for the play action, because Georgia was able to stop the run with literally four guys. Like they didn't need more than four people to stop the run, and so like if you can stop the run with with four or five guys you you do not even have to worry about like like you can't get beat over the top then because your safeties don't have to come down and try to stop the run like Georgia safeties played back all night long and I think took away that that deep threat even though Michigan I would have liked to see Michigan at least try to force a little bit more like like what did you have to lose there especially when it was 17 to 3 or 20 to 3 because it stayed it was 17 to 3 for for a bit 20 to 3 for a little bit before before Georgia scored another touchdown in which case the game was over but if if Michigan gets a touchdown and it's 20 to 10 going into halftime suddenly that feels like a lot better like that feels like a like at least sure. a game that you're competitive in and yeah and 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 it just did and it didn't work it didn't work and then and then they gave up they gave up the late touchdown there late in the in, in the first half to Jermaine Burton, like we said, that that pretty much sealed it. The game was pretty much over at halftime. Right, I would agree. So where does Michigan go from here, do you think? Um, oh, they brought man. in a decent recruiting class, but nothing earth-shattering. Do you think this was kind of a peak for Michigan under Harbaugh, or, or do you think they can actually maybe compete for titles in the future? Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, so here, here, just, I know you're not, you're going to be against this. So this will, this will be fun. But is there a way that anyone south of Kentucky, or sorry, is there a way anyone north of Kentucky has a chance to win a national title, like anymore? Like, legitimate question. You don't think Ohio State can do it? They haven't since 2014. And, and <laughs> That's gotten, not very long ago. Right. They've, they've done it twice. They've done it twice since 2000. Sure. Yeah. It's happened two times in the last 20 years. And I think it's only getting more lopsided. So it's happened, Ohio State did it in, in 2002 and they did it in 2014. And then you had Southern Cal 
like win a couple, but like not really going to count them. Oregon was close, right? Like Oregon actually almost beat Ohio State there in 2014. But like really other than that, like what, uh, like, I don't know. Like, like, I mean, Notre Dame got there a couple of times. Like they got, they got beat up in 2012 um, and then lost a couple times in the playoff. Like is, is for Michigan, I don't think the bar should be, I, okay. That's the reason I bring it up. I don't think the bar for Michigan should be championship. Sure. I, I don't think it should be. Michigan has won in 50 years and that was a split one. 97. Right. right. That's not the bar for them. Like, like that's yeah. not what they're playing for. And like, I understand maybe they don't want to hear that. Maybe they don't want to accept that. But the fact of the matter is they don't recruit at a level high enough to beat Georgia and Alabama. And this was, this, I mean, this was, this showed why like this, that game Friday night showed exactly why that you can have a really good team and you can win the big 10. You can crush Iowa in the big 10 championship and look really impressive. But like Vegas knew, Vegas knew that Georgia, even though like going into this game, look, I mean, look at it that way. Like Georgia was every, I mean, Georgia was awful. They were viewed not well at all by the national media. They, they just gotten exposed by Alabama and, and Michigan had, had beaten Iowa, who's a pretty good team. They beaten them 42 to three and no, but Vegas put this, the spread at, at eight. And, you know, I mean, it should have been obviously a lot higher. Like Georgia could have picked a margin of victory. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a close game. And like, that's not really fair for Michigan. Like, I don't really think that that's, that's not what they should be judged by. They should be judged by Cincinnati, Ohio state, Notre Dame, those schools. And, and I think they can stay there. Like, I think they can be a possible playoff appearance again. Like I think Harbaugh can get another appearance. I think he can win another big 10 championship. I certainly think he can beat Ohio state again. Like hold yourself to the Ohio state standard, maybe more than the sec standard. Interesting. Well, that's going to get all your, all of our non-SEC fan listeners riled up a little bit, I think. Why though? <laughs> why? Like, why? Well, okay. Listen, I hate Ohio State probably more than just about anybody. Sure. Um, I think it's absolutely insane to suggest that they couldn't win a title. I think their talent level is... They can. Ohio State can. They're in a tier with Bama and Georgia. Look at the recruiting. Yes. They are in that tier. Right. I think they absolutely can. And I think we'll talk more about this in the off season because we want to do some program rankings and, and we, I think we sure. want to talk about which programs could theoretically win a title. Um, I, I do think there are other schools north of the Mason Dixon that have a prayer <laughs> and it's not like a likely thing, maybe, maybe, but, and, and as, as far as we're talking about Michigan, like, you're right. Like Bo Schembechler is, you know, their hall of fame coach that everyone, right. That they revere, you know, he, he was known for winning the big 10. Like that's what mm-hmm. they did like that. They were happy to win the big 10. Basically they weren't actually winning national titles. Um, so like, yeah, I, I think this is about, this is about Michigan's peak unless they crank up the recruiting and that's not impossible. But, but right not, now, it's not happening. There are a long ways from it, though. Like, there's a difference sure. from from being, yeah, there's a difference in, in cranking up recruiting just from being where they're at and being where Alabama's at. Like, there's a, yeah. a large gap there. And I think, like, we need to recognize that. Like, okay, so, okay, what I said, and I understand that that does seem a bit inflammatory. So, Ohio State has, outside of Ohio State winning twice, Ohio State won twice in the last 20 years. But you take the, like, so, okay, Ohio State excluded. You take Ohio State out of it. 
it's been, I mean, it's been a really, really long time since anyone else there has won that. And, and I think like, I, th- I think there's reasons for that too. Like, I think you're seeing things even like with the, the transfer portal and some of the, the NIL stuff, which is strangely benefiting like a lot of Southern teams. Like, I think, I think like even like just things as simple as, as just changing demographics. I think you're seeing a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff happened down south. And and yeah, I know that sounds biased because like that is where I'm from and like like I grew up in the south and and I and I love the SEC. Like that's that's my conference. But yeah, I mean this is the so this is what the third SEC versus SEC championship that we've had since what 2011. So the last 10 years, we've had three of them where it's yeah, the last 10 years we've had three of them where it's SEC on SEC team for the title. Like th- that's not even good for the sport though. Like like I'm not actually like I I'm not actually wishing it to be that way. Like, I think I felt, I think I found myself wishing like over, over the course of this bowl season that like, we need SE, we need USC to get good. Like Lincoln Riley needs to get that cranked up. We need Dan Lanning to crank it up in Oregon. We need Michigan to recruit better. And we need like, yeah, like, like the Notre Dames and Ohio States need to become powers. Penn state needs to become good again. If you spend all that money on James Franklin, like hopefully he can get you more than seven wins, um, which he got him this year, Nebraska, like is it actually like a sleeping giant? I think like because Nebraska really cares about football. Like Nebraska has potential to be good. They have a program that cares, and like they don't. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Like I don't, I don't understand some of the, maybe as to why they're not good. Like I don't really get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm looking forward to diving into some of this in the off season. I think we can we can have quite a few good conversations okay. about some of this. I'll All just right. say one thing, like. I'm not going to back off of that either, though, by the no, way. No, that's fine. I, I hope we have some disagreements this offseason. That makes it more interesting. Um, I, I will say one thing, like, be careful about making broad sweeping statements based on very recent history. If No, but if it's it, been the last 10 years. It's been the last 10 years. But, we've, had, we've had three times as many SEC versus SEC championships as we have anyone else winning. Like, I'm not saying anyone is close to the SEC. That's not what, all, what I'm saying at all. My, my point was where I was going with that, if you would have told somebody, anybody, in January of 2010 yeah. that Clemson is going to make seven playoffs and will win two national titles against sure. Alabama, yep. not a single person in America would have believed you. Understood. Sure. Based on 30 years of history. Sure. Based, really based on 100 years of history. They had one other national title. But... Yeah, like there, that was completely unprecedented what they just did the last decade. Um, so I guess that's my point is a lot of things are possible. Many of them are not probable. So those are two different conversations, I think. Understood. And and OK, and maybe to that point, And yeah, it, maybe it's not good that we're getting into this now, but this may be a conversation <laughs> for another time. But like th- there is something and, and like to your Clemson point, like. I don't, I'm not saying it's just the SEC because like, I think Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, like are good programs and have potential to get to that level that Clemson is at. Like Oklahoma was almost at the Clemson level, not quite, but like those programs are still either have SEC ties or, or extremely closely related to the SEC. Like Clemson's not an SEC program, but they're like literally the next thing to it. Geographically. Right, exactly. With Florida State, they're recruiting the same players. They have the same type of program, the same faculty, the same facilities, the same 
coaching staffs, like it all is very cyclical um, kind of in, in this area. Right. And so, yeah, like, I think maybe that's more my point. Like, I'm not saying that it's impossible for someone from the North to win. I'm just saying that it's very difficult for a Midwestern team to compete against a Southern team that just has better access to better players. Like that's just the truth of it. Like that's harder. It's way harder. If you're, if you're Harbaugh, like Harbaugh did an incredible coaching job, an incredible coaching job. It's almost an unfair fight when you look at what he's having to do up there, because he's having to bring these Southern kids up there because the good high school football players are either West or South. Like that's just the truth of it. Like that's where they all come from. You can look at like a little chart from 24 seven. They're all coming from Texas, California, Georgia, Florida, and like Mississippi, like Louisiana, like that's where they come from. So that's where you have to get the players from. Like, now I will say, and I don't know if you, yeah, you can dive into like NFL success because NFL success is so different than college success, but like there are like a lot of like good players that come out of nowhere and end up being tremendous NFL athletes, like tremendous. And so like that, that's really difficult, but like for right now, it does feel very lopsided. And like, I don't think that's a good thing. My argument is that like all this lopsided in favor of the SEC is not good for us. Like that's not, that's a bad thing. All right. Well, we will approach this subject at a later date, but let's, let's talk about Alabama Cincinnati now. Um, This game, this game was slightly tighter, I would say than Georgia, Michigan. Um, Cincinnati actually like kept it sort of close for a little while. (laughs) Um, but, but again, like Alabama pretty much, like from the very opening possession, you could see what the game plan was. They were going to yeah. try to run it down Cincinnati's throats, and we're pretty much able to do that. Right. Um, do you take anything away from that? Like, like because Alabama's offensive line seems to have flipped flipped a switch. Or, or is that just that Cincinnati is Cincinnati? They're a G5 team with G5 talent. Cincinnati played exceptionally well and still got – like kicked around like yeah. that's kind of what happened um alabama just decided to run the ball like apparently they're just like hey we're just gonna run the ball and like you can't stop us alabama's offensive line is something that we're not talking enough about because okay just just prep michigan's offensive line won the joe moore award right yeah for the best for the best offensive line in college football anyone who watched that game saw george's defensive line absolutely abuse the Michigan offensive line. Mm-hmm. They did literally whatever they wanted. There's videos of, of, of the center pulling around and just getting absolutely crunched into the backfield by like a defensive end. And, and like, that was just kind of like a microcosm of the game. Like it, Georgia's defensive line absolutely manhandled them, stopped the run with four, sometimes only five guys, four or five guys. They completely stopped the run. The Alabama offensive line completely shut down this Georgia defensive line. Yeah. A month ago, completely it shut really it down. Did. Georgia had no sacks, none against Bryce Young, none, yep. zero. And like, how? Yeah, I don't understand how the Michigan offensive line is the best. Like, like I don't know. That's tough. That's that's tough. Like, people were asking, yeah, Kirby smart about it. And he's just like, well, you know, they're way smarter than me. It was kind of like a tongue and cheek jab. I think I think he's actually just like those the people that vote on this award are just idiots. I think that's what he thinks, maybe. But like. Alabama's defense probably the same people that voted for the Mackey award this year. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) that's, is that the tight end award? Is that right? Tight end award. Neither Michael Mayer nor Brock Bowers were finalists. No, no, I know the two best tight ends in the country. (laughs) How you can watch Brock Bowers and say that he's not one of the top three tight ends in the country (laughs) is mind blowing. But anyway, like the, 
the yeah the Alabama offensive line completely shut down the Georgia defensive line and like that made no sense that that's crazy and then they come out and and steamroll what is a, a physical Cincinnati team Alabama yeah. steamrolled a physical Cincinnati team Cincinnati you can say what, whatever you want about them they're physical and they're well coached and yeah. like they don't get pushed around so uh, yeah I I don't know this the Alabama offensive line has found like four more gears apparently and because they weren't good all year like Alabama's O-line was not good all year they got abused by Auburn the game the week before Georgia they got abused. Auburn Auburn had so many sacks against Bryce Young. I think they had seven in the first half against Alabama. It was unbelievable. And then they just, yeah, flip a switch. And and then like the, the the two biggest games of the year, they just they play unbelievable. They played absolutely unbelievable. It's the reason why Alabama won, really. Bryce Young wasn't terrific. Like he was okay. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, not terrific. And yeah, I th- I'm glad you brought that up. Like the the Alabama O line has is doing things that that no one saw coming. And and why would you? Like I've watched almost every Alabama game all year, and like you, there was no reason to think that they had this in them. None. Yeah. Hey, by the way, like what I said about Michigan also applies to Cincinnati. Yeah, they got they got pretty much dominated. They deserve to be there. Like just because they got destroyed doesn't mean Notre Dame or A and M or whoever. Yeah, obviously we did see AM beat Bama this year, but you know, right. I, I think we know how the rematch would have gone there. Like right. and, and not that AM is one of those teams that was in the running. I'm just saying throw out a throw out any other non playoff team. I'm I'm not convinced the outcome would be a whole lot different than what we saw with with Bama Cincinnati. Uh, so yeah, we can talk about the, the way Bama dominated Cincinnati. We can talk about the different things in the game, but I'm just not here for all the people that are trying to say that Cincinnati and Michigan didn't deserve to be there. No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I think Cincinnati and Michigan were probably the, the third and fourth best teams in the country. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a stretch to say, I think they deserve to be there. Cincinnati had an unbelievable season and to be fair, they played Alabama. Um, I mean, probably as close as anybody else would have played them in the country. By the um, way, I was really impressed with their corners. Um, yeah. Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant played very well. Yeah, Alabama did. got a few things in the passing game, but it seemed like they were picking on different guys. Like they, they were avoiding Gardner and Bryant, I think, to an extent as well. Like, like even like okay, so Georgia has a great, incredible defense. Yeah, good corners. Yeah, Bama looked more scared of Cincinnati's corners than they yeah. were of Georgia's. And uh, I completely agree. Completely. The difference, of course, is that. Cincinnati doesn't have the other nine guys on their defense, you know, like, right. like a Georgia does. Um, to me, like Cincinnati, they were missing a few. Like they could have used the nose tackle. They could have used a few, a few receivers. I, to me, that was the biggest mismatch. Was Cincinnati's receivers? They're they're really good AAC receivers, right? Yeah. They just couldn't either get open or make tough catches um, when given the opportunity. Yeah, they, I, no, I agree completely. I think like to, to your point about, about the Cincy corners playing well, I think like Jameson Williams had seven catches, but only for 62 yards. 
Yeah. None, none longer than 20. Like, like that's good. You kept him to 62 yards receiving. Like, that's a win. You count that as a win. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. They did have to go other places. They went to uh, – Ja'Cory Brooks had a, uh, um, a few more yards, but not many. He had, he had the touchdown that kind of finished the game off, really. Slade Bolden all was also involved, kind of like that little mm-hmm. slot receiver. He was involved a lot. But they didn't really throw the ball that much. Like, they didn't right. really throw the ball that much. They ran for 301 yards, and that was enough to win. Like, yep. Like since he since his defense actually played well, like you held Alabama and a Heisman Trophy quarterback to twenty seven points, like you weren't gonna do much better. Like I don't think yeah. that you were ever gonna do a whole lot better than that. And yeah, like I agree. I think Alabama was able just to kind of slow down the run. Ford had a couple of, I mean, yeah, he had a little bit of success, but not much. I think he had fifteen mm-hmm. for seventy seven yards, not great. And um, yeah, Desmond Ritter is officially not the guy that's going to beat Alabama. Like, yeah. 144 yards against Alabama is not it. Like, I think you have to be elite at quarterback to beat Alabama. I, I really do. Like, you look back at the teams that beat Alabama, and, like, they're just elite quarterbacks. They just are. and Or elite quarterback play. I don't know if you want to call Zach Calzada an elite quarterback, but that night. <laughs> he that played night, very well, yeah. He was lights out. He was lights out against them, and, and that's what you have to have, and that is what I am so so worried about as a Georgia fan because we have Stetson Bennett trotting him out there again uh, for all the marvels. And it's, yeah, it's disconcerting. Like, I, I don't know. It's worth, I, I don't know what to say. Like th- this year, the Alabama Georgia comparison, I just, I re- I'm not going to make any predictions here. Like I'm just not going to, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but like what about these games was surprising? Like from the semifinal games, what surprised you? And then I'll tell you what surprised me because like, like, I'm just like, who knew Alabama could run the ball like that? Like, I didn't think they could run the ball like that. Like against, against a good Cincinnati team. I had no idea they could run the ball like that. That was the first thing I was thinking of. You you said Cincinnati's defense played well. And I think, I think context wise, you're, you're right. But Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed by their complete inability to stop the run. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's Cincinnati against Alabama. Like, it's no point really against Cincinnati. I'm not trying to right. drag them at all. It's sure. just I would have liked to see them get a few more stuffs here and there. Um, yeah. But and then as far as like the Georgia Michigan game, I don't think anything really surprised me. Um, and that's maybe a bit hot takey because we talked about Stetson Bennett played pretty well. Yeah. Um, I have more thoughts on that. We'll talk about them when we preview the title game. What okay. do you have? A few other things that's that surprised you. Do you want to go ahead and do the preview now? Should we just preview it now? We can do that. Yeah, we can. Let's we just can finish look. up with New Year's Six games later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and preview it right now and and just jump into it. I guess. I. Right. Okay. Stetson Bennett, like. We've wasted so much breath over this whole thing from the beginning of the year. I will say at least we were early on this. Like, I think we talked about this. We were talking about this as early as like week two or three that we were talking about the possibility of JT getting pulled and Stetson being the guy for Georgia. Um, it's the case. It's happened. Um, everyone is healthy and Stetson is still the guy. And he played awful against Alabama. Like he just did not play well. And n- not awful. Awful is not the word. He did not play great. And you have to play right. great to beat Alabama. You have to have great, great quarterback play to beat Alabama. You just have to. But he did against Michigan. Like, I, it just, it's so mind-blowing to me. Like, I just, I, what I want to believe, I, I really want to believe that it is not a mental block for Georgia. That Alabama is not a mental thing for Georgia. Like, 
you, you hate to say that. I know the coaches vehemently deny it. Like, oh no, no they could never do that. S- something, something clearly was different. Something clearly was different because, like, the, the Stetson Bennett that we all saw on New Year's Eve was so drastically different than the Stetson Bennett that we saw, like, in the the, the first weekend of December. And like, what Stetson Bennett are you going to get against Alabama on the tenth of January? Like. Well, I have no idea. How am I supposed to know? Like I've seen so many different incarnations of him and it's going to take a great one. Like he played great against Michigan. He's going to have to have that equal kind of performance to beat Alabama. Like you're just going to have to, like, I think Georgia pretty much, like, I think this game's going to be close. I really do. Like, I think this game is not going to be a three score game. I don't think it, I don't think it will happen at all. Um, you're getting, if you're on the Alabama side, you have to be ecstatic because you're getting the greatest coach of all time and a huge talent differential at quarterback. Massive. So, like, yeah, you have to you have to really like your odds. You're also getting the best receiver on the field. On the bright side, if you're a Georgia fan, it's like, hey, you know, because something that we don't talk about, Josh Job, the corner for Alabama, will be out. Um, Mechie, the really good, the really kind of like the secondary receiver for Alabama is also out. He's not going to be playing either. Like those are those are two guys they had last time. They don't There's have. There's a few this offensive linemen that are iffy. By the way, really, really, yes. I'll believe that when I see it. That's just <laughs> smoke and mirrors. And then Vegas is smart enough in all of their knowledge to go put Georgia as the favorite again. I, <laughs> why on earth would they do that? I don't know why. Like <laughs> they had to alone, take you off. Sure. That, that that alone makes me want to bet on Alabama. Like, wh- why should I not go put? Tell me, convince me why I should not go put every penny I have on Alabama plus three, plus three. Don't put every penny you have on it because you should never do that. <laughs> but I can't, I can't convince you why you shouldn't put money on Alabama plus three. Um, and I have a few thoughts, Stetson Bennett. He played very well that game. To me, to me, though, the difference was Bama was able to get pressure on him. Michigan was not. Georgia kept, kept him clean. And also, Michigan didn't have the athletes. Their linebacking core was not able to clean up a lot of the swing passes. That Georgia was very reliant on short swing passes he also threw a couple nice deep balls that that's awesome he did yeah but he he was not completing a lot of balls 12 yards down the field into coverage like it was a lot of get your playmakers in space and that's great like that's what you need to do against michigan because your playmakers will beat michigan that way and dominate them in the process i'm just not sure that's going to work against alabama i I think alabama has superior speed in their linebacking core Right. And their safeties are faster. You know, maybe he hits a couple big shots down the field. That would be awesome. Um, I just don't know that he, that some of those easy throws are going to be there against Alabama. They the were the way they were against Michigan. So that would be one of my worries. I'm not convinced that we saw a transcendent performance where he's completely changed. And now he's the second coming of Deshaun Watson. Like I, I <laughs> I'm just not, like I saw I saw a I think it was an article on 24/7 Sports. I can't remember the exact headline, but it was something something to the effect of Georgia now has the elite quarterback they need to beat Alabama. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa." Like he played very well. He played oh, no. very well. And I do think oh. 
I do think Georgia's defense is going to show up in, a, in a, against Alabama in the rematch in a way they did not in the first game. <laughs> yeah. So I think Georgia has a chance here. Like, I really do think Georgia has a chance here. I think so, too. I just don't think we're going to see Stetson Bennett put up 300 yards and four touchdowns against this Alabama team. Like, I don't think they can win yeah. based on his play. Like, he has, he has to be a part of the puzzle. He has to right. play well. Right. But I don't think he's going to carry them. and I, I, He's not that transcendent quarterback. No, okay, we agree. He is not the transcendent quarterback. <laughs> and, yeah, whoever said that he is is absolutely crazy. Like, they, we, we saw Stetson Bennett play the best game of his career against Michigan. He will never have a game that good again ever as long as he lives. Yeah. That will be his high-water mark. It will not get better than that for Stetson. Because that's that's the peak of everything he used. That was literally all of him. Like he, there is no more. That is it. It's only gonna the game against Alabama will be will be worse. He will not be as good. Here's what here's what confuses me though. Like we talked about the pass rush. Michigan has a better pass rush than Alabama. I understand Alabama has Will Anderson. I, hang on, hang on. I know he has Will Anderson. Ojabo and Hutchison are better. Overall, as a duo, that anyone Alabama has, they're better. They're going to go higher in the draft. They're right now. They're more talented. They've had terrific years. We saw them eat up Bryce Young in that game. And like Ohio State has a pretty good O line. I don't like. I don't understand how that all happened. I know that that's some of the offensive line, maybe not just quarterback, but like if Georgia's offensive line can protect that well, like. Maybe it does work. Like maybe it can work against Alabama. Like, yeah, I, I have again, again, going back to where I'm at. I have no idea where to go with this. I'm a Georgia fan. My, my official stance is that I'm cautiously optimistic, but extremely cautious. Like, I don't feel good about it. No, like I don't feel good about it. Like we haven't beaten Alabama yeah. since 2007. Why would I feel good about it? Like we never beat them. But like on the other hand, like we're pretty good though, you know. <laughs> like yeah. they've lured me back in. The hope has like has me like like I'm yeah I'm I'm ready for this. Like like this could happen. Relating to your point of the pass rush, if you compare the front sevens of Michigan and, and Alabama, yeah, you're right. Hutchinson and Ojabo, yeah, those are like if you're choosing a player from each team or whatever, like yeah, you, those are two that you choose. I think the other five are from Alabama. Alabama just has yeah. a great – they have guys like DJ Dale and Fedarian Mathis that – like guys that we never talk about but were like extremely highly ranked recruits and, and they're just normal players there. Right. And, and I think if you only have two major weapons to worry about, I think that's why Georgia was able to slow them down a little bit is because they didn't – you don't have to double team anybody in the interior of Michigan's defensive line. You don't have sure. to worry about their linebackers that much. Like, right. You can focus more on Hutchinson and Ojabo. And, and with Alabama, like, yeah, Will Anderson is the star, but everyone else is 90% of Will Anderson. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. And, and I think that's maybe probably part of the reason why I'm just staying away from betting here at all. Sure. Because in, in my heart, obviously, I want, I want to go with Georgia. My brain is screaming at me to take Alabama with all three points. Like, I get Alabama and a field goal. Like, are you, are you nuts? Like, so, yeah. Like, like there's – I have I'm, – I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. But, like, I, okay, 
I believe that right now Georgia has the better receiving core than Alabama. Like mm-hmm. I believe that right now, because Pickens is healthy. Pickens is healthy. Something he wasn't the first time around. Burton has been unbelievable. Brock Bowers is the best tight end in all of football. Fight me on that one. I will fight you. Like he, he just really is. You have to, if you, if you don't believe that Brock is not the best tight end in all of football, you haven't watched. George haven't Kittle? Watched well, okay. Sorry. College football, college football. We'll just stick in, in the college realm. He's 19 years old. He's a, he's a true freshman. He's 19 years old. He's I think doing he's the that. best receiving tight end in college football. Okay. I mean, yeah. But that, okay. Which is the main job of a tight end. Who's I'm not even going to get into that with you right now. Like the whole blocking tight end thing, like just put in an extra offensive lineman then. Like that's what I understand yeah, about coaches. No. Like why are why are we getting cute if you're going to bring in a tight end? Like the whole point of him is to block occasionally, but mainly be a receiving threat. Like that's his No, goal. my my the whole what my point was like Michael Mayer is 80% of the receiver probably, but twice the blocker. Uh, Whatever. Okay, 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 sure. They're both excellent. They're both going to make a ton of money playing. They're that both going to be first round picks for sure. For yeah. sure. I'm, my point is, is I think like, like I'm feeling good. Like the more I'm feeling about it, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm I'm feeling that like Georgia has a real shot at this. I think Georgia has to keep yeah. it close. The goal is just to keep it close, keep it close, and try to not get screwed by the refs or the backup quarterback for Alabama. Like that's that's what I believe is going to happen. Like I've been around this game long enough. That's what happens. Um, and yeah, you play, you play for 60 minutes. And at the end of the game, um, the team with the, the, the red jerseys and the numerals on the sides of the helmet always wins. That's just how it goes. Um, yeah. 22 men play. And at the end, Alabama wins that, that really, it's all you really need to know about college football. Alabama will always win. So cautiously optimistic. I, I, I know I'm, I'm probably going to get, yeah, I'm probably going to get just heartbroken again. Like, I can just see this coming. Should I go to the game? Do you think I should go? Like, it, I in some ways, I want to go. But, like, do, I, I can just see it happening. Like, I already know what's going to happen. Like, we're going to get there, and it's going to be, like, we're going to be up two scores, obviously. Georgia will lead this game by two scores at some point. It's just going to happen. And then and they're going to have a late comeback. And then I'm just going to be, like, up there in the, in the third deck just crying after a while. Like, and, and that's like that's what'll happen it's it's happened to me so many times before why would it not happen now yeah i don't disagree with like any of what you're saying really um i do think like like i said i'm pretty sure george's defense we, we talked about how you, you mentioned especially how in modern college football you're not going to pitch a perfect season defensively no. like at some point you're going to get into a shootout sure and so you have to be able to put up points yeah. that already happened. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't expect this to be a shootout. Like, no, I, I think it'll be close. I, really I think, think this will be, be close game. This will be like maybe first team to 27 wins or something like that. Like 27, 24, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. That would seem very reasonable to me. So I don't think you can make a very, like, there's no prediction that I would feel comfortable making really <clears> other than like, I think it's going to be fairly close. So this might just come down to who executes better, you know, who makes a few plays here. Does does some backup running back cough up a fumble, you know, at the wrong spot? Like like yeah. These are the things that decide tight matchups. So, yeah, uh, to me it's it's very close. I'm taking Alabama plus 3. Like if we were still doing locks, this would be one of my locks of the week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um <laughs> okay, so you have Alabama plus 3. 
uh, yeah, like, okay, hang on. It's the same thing as when I took Ohio State minus whatever against Michigan. I was wrong, but I felt comfortable making that bet knowing that history was on my side. Yeah. And that's what I feel right now, knowing I, very well I could be wrong. This could be just the year of Georgia, and they beat Alabama finally. But Alabama's an underdog here. Man, like I'm – And Georgia has to beat them by more than a field goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Georgia can win by a field goal, and you still keep your money. So Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm on your side as well. Like I think Georgia might win outright, but like it's by a field goal. Like that's right. I think that's where it's at. And so like yeah, the right side's Alabama. Like do I see Georgia winning by a touchdown? No. In what universe do I see Georgia winning by a touchdown? Like Alabama doesn't get blown out. That just that doesn't happen. And like yeah, I don't know. I. It's wow, you've got me in a dark place again. I'm I'm go, I I go back and forth from like a really good place to a really bad place very fast and and yeah, I it's it's a special form of torture and and I don't know if you quite grasp it really, but like to be so good at football, George is incredible at football and have been for a while, but no one really cares or knows. No one knows or cares because they haven't beaten Alabama. Like they just can't do it. Nick's um Nick Saban versus Kirby Smart. Since Kirby Smart's been at Georgia, Georgia um and, and Kirby are 0 and 4. But Georgia has led by double digits in all four games. Like, how is that even possible? Like it's crazy. Just I, and then oh yeah. So yeah, Alabama's the play because why not? They they always do. Um Alabama plus three. I guess I'll just take it and yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. If I can make you feel slightly better, maybe like you can. Like, I no. think I, I do think Alabama, like gun to my head, haven't used that phrase in a while. Sorry, sister. <laughs> um, I think I think Alabama probably wins, but I think right now, if I had to pick a national champion for next year, I think I'd probably pick Georgia. No, no, I will not hear that. I will not hear <laughs> hear slander like that. Georgia is going to be so bad next year. This is it for Georgia. Like I don't know if you listen to the Josh Pate podcast or not, but like. It is. This is truly. This is truly it for Georgia. Like anything less than a championship is a failure this year for Georgia. Just like let's just be honest here. Let's be really honest. That is the truth. How many other times are you going to get Clemson being bad combined with Ohio State being bad combined with Oklahoma being bad? Like and then Alabama looks extremely like at least inconsistent all year except when they play you. And so, like, this is it for Georgia. This is it. And, like, if we don't win here, like, we're never going to win. Like, we just have to accept that as Georgia fans. And, and yeah, I don't – it's a dark place to go. Like, I understand it. But, like, explain to me how, as a Georgia fan, you can be okay with losing this game. There's been a lot of Georgia fans. And, and Georgia fans are a little maybe – you could say spoiled. I don't even know if you want to say spoiled. But depressed. Georgia fans have, have been depressed over the last month because it's it's been very – real to us that Alabama doesn't even have to be that great in their standard to still beat you. And you're yeah. historically great by your standard. Like it's their B team against your A plus plus team. And, and they still beat you by three scores. Like that's what it is. So like, I, no, I, I, re I reject the notion that Georgia will win next year. <laughs> if Georgia doesn't win this year, they never will. And, and like, it's okay to be emotional about it. Like it really is because like, it's the truth. Like, it's kind of the truth. Like, and not saying that Georgia can't somehow sneak up one year and maybe get them, but like, 
for Alabama, you there has to be a landmark win where Georgia goes and knocks them off their perch for all the marbles. It has to happen. And it can't happen like until you have a chance to to like 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 on Monday to to beat them in a national championship. Because then you have you have to start taking the recruits. To, to be great, for Georgia to be great, they have to take Alabama down a peg. They do. They have to take them. I don't think Alabama and Georgia can coexist being great at the same time. Not at elite, elite status. I don't believe that. Because I think they fight for the same player. I think they're kind of the same program a little bit. And like, like that's why Alabama being great, great is why Georgia is not. And if Georgia's great, great, I don't think Alabama can be. So you have to go take it from them. And this is the chance that you have. And if you don't do it here, you might not get a chance again. You might not until Saban retires. So you don't think Caleb Williams is coming to Athens next year? Um, no, but I will say <laughs> Arch Manning is alleged, allegedly really interested. Arch Manning to Athens. He, George is the favorite for him right now. I don't know how much you get into the crystal ball stuff right now, but like, yeah. holy cow, if we could get Arch. Okay, yeah, I don't want to get into that just a whole lot. Like Kirby Smart has no business messing with Arch Manning. Like Arch Manning's the future NFL Hall of Famer, and Kirby would assuredly have him holding a clipboard for a couple of seasons, like just because, you know. But yeah, like... I I don't believe I don't believe anything anymore. I I don't really believe in Kirby unless he can win. Like I know that sounds so like fatalistic maybe, but I think it's actually fair. Like I really think that's fair because like yeah, it, it's it has to happen for him. It has to happen for Kirby. So here's where I disagree with you on saying that this is Georgia's A plus plus team. The last whatever couple decades, sure, yeah. you're right. However. <clears throat> You're still talking about a team that has Stetson Bennett quarterback. Yeah. I, Tell me I, about it. I could very easily see a Georgia team two years from now that has that is 90% as good on defense as they are right now. Right. Which, by the way, as long as they keep recruiting the way they are, like their well, defense yeah. will be legit. Sure. And has a former five-star recruit at quarterback and a bunch of former four-star recruits and probably a five-star recruit at receiver. Like – I do think I would definitely lean towards Georgia wins a national title in the next five years over no, like definitely. Like it, to me, if, if someone offered me that prop bet, I would say yes, absolutely. I would say no. I really believe that. Like I believe that if Georgia doesn't win this year, that it could be legitimately until Saban retires before you win another one hmm. or get another chance. I Like I honestly believe that. I think – I think they they interfere too much with each other. I think they're they fight too much for the same recruits. I think that's part of the reason why you see have seen Alabama's defense not been as good since Kirby left. Part of it was Kirby leaving, but a big part of it was Kirby taking the players at Georgia that Alabama want to play defense for them. Like there's there's I mean there's no there's no secret out there that 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 Bama's defense hasn't been great since he left. And and it's because like Georgia's defense is really good. Like all the good players are playing for Georgia right now. Um, on defense, like there's, I mean, clearly a, de- a difference there. Now, now it doesn't matter because Alabama has such a huge advantage at quarterback that they just, you know, they still beat you by three scores anyway. But like, I think there has to be a, like, this is, this is, I think a bigger deal maybe than what some people want to make it. Like Georgia did not have a good season if they lose. Georgia's season was a failure. It was a failure. And Alabama will have come off of, one of their greatest seasons of all time 
and have a this is a disappointing year by Alabama standards and they won a national title anyway you know back to back repeat again I I just I don't know if you can get past that I don't know if you can get past that as a, as a Georgia team and a program interesting well I guess we'll find out no pressure though right no pressure <laughs> Kirby no pressure so any other thoughts on any of these other bowl games so we had some pretty exciting <laughs> Obviously, the Fiesta Bowl, <clears throat> Oklahoma State comes back from being down 28-7 to against my Fighting Irish Yeah, um, to win 37-35. Ohio State comes back big against Utah. Um, Baylor beats Ole Miss, who lost Matt Corral to injury early. And let's see, Michigan State beat Pitt. I believe those were the other four of the New Year's Six Bowl games. Any, any thoughts on any of these for you? What about okay? So Notre Dame led twenty-eight to seven, I believe, yes. on Oklahoma State, and then I believe didn't they go? What was the run that Oklahoma State went on? It was like a really thirty to run, zero, thirty to nothing run for Oklahoma State. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's so hard to judge too, because like like Marcus Freeman is coaching in his first game, right? Like that's his first game as head coach. But like he was the defensive coordinator the whole time, you know, and like yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's and it's really tough. It's really hard to judge a team. I think you can judge players based off bowl games. I don't think you can judge teams well based off of bowl games that are not playoff. Yeah, not not playoff games. I don't think you can judge them. Like I think you saw like Jackson Smith and Jigba go off for Ohio State. Absolutely go off. Like he's good, but like. You can't really judge the Ohio State offense as a whole, like if that makes sense. Because, like, I think the the cohesion, the it, it's all different. Like, I think there's there's players playing that that people are like co- programs are just trying to see what they have there. What like this guy's a five star or a four star prospect. He hasn't got much playing time. Let's just see if he's good before he leaves in the portal if we don't play him. You know. So, like, I think that's kind of why. Like, I just think it's hard to judge. Like, I think Notre Dame will be fine. I think. Oklahoma State for me, this is kind of their high watermark, maybe a little bit. Like I, I think yeah. this is the best version of Oklahoma State we ever see. But Gundy I think, called okay, it the biggest winning program history. Probably agree. I probably agree. I'd say that the win against Oklahoma might have been a little bit bigger than this, and definitely meant more. Um, but yeah, like I think Notre Dame, Notre Dame has a higher ceiling than Oklahoma State. Like I think next year Notre Dame is going to be a better football team than Oklahoma State, and I would pick them. Um, if they play next year in neutral site, for sure. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not just trying to console Notre Dame fans, but, like, I think, like, you're going to be fine. Like, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I think you're right. I do think there are a few holes that we've kind of known about at Notre Dame. <laughs> like, like there's there's a few places on the roster, namely the skill positions. It's receiver, it's cornerback, and other than Kyle Hamilton, it's safety, and also, right. like, we – we were start, we were playing essentially we were playing two Mike linebackers all year because yeah. our top two yeah. wills got hurt in, in fall camp, um, and right. like right. Oklahoma State figured out they could go four wide, and Notre Dame couldn't cover it. Um, sure, probably the poorest recruiting position Notre Dame has had the last decade is cornerback, and that that's what happened. Like Oklahoma State figured out they could just pick on Clarence Lewis all day long, <laughs> and so they did. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, I think I'm probably a little, I'm slightly more down on Notre Dame going into next year, probably overreacting, but I'm also up, I'm still up on Notre Dame in the, in the 
five-year future under Marcus Freeman. If you look at 2023 recruiting, like right. they, they're bringing in defensive backs. Like they are right. bringing in highly ranked players. He's going to have probably as many four, four, excuse me, four-star corners in the 2023 class as we've had in the last five years combined. Like Clark Lee was really good at a number of things as defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. He was not a great recruiter. Um, and yeah, with Kyle Hamilton sitting out this game, it was clear the back seven just it just just not quite the talent level Notre Dame needs. The open next year against Ohio State. Yeah, I think they'll be able to score against Ohio State. I don't think they're going to be able to stop them. Like I think Ohio State is going to put up four passing touchdowns at least. So you, is that first game? Is that the first, first game, game next year? Yep. Is it really? At, yep. at their place or at it's, y'all's? It's at the shoe, I believe. Oh. Oof. Yep. Mm. Should we get transition <laughs> to the Rose Bowl then? Ohio State, Utah? Sure. Yeah, Utah had a big lead, 35 to 21 at halftime, I believe. Yeah, they led by they led by two touchdowns, I think, four different times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Ohio State went crazy. Jackson Smith and Jigba had 300-some receiving yards. The guy's a stud. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr., the true freshman, had three touchdowns. He's a ball player. He is a yeah. ball player. Yep. They just He's, keep they just keep those receivers there. My goodness. His dad was my favorite player growing up, Marvin Harrison on the Colts. Yeah. Um, known for incredible route running. Guess what? The junior version, same thing. Incredible route runner. Yeah. A <laughs> um, little yeah. bit of Devontae Smith to his game. Yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba, here's his stat line. I don't know if you're ready for this. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's a sophomore now. He has to come back next year. He can't go to the draft. 15 receptions, 347 receiving yards, three touchdowns. That's the best receiving game I've ever seen. Like I've never seen a better receiving game. And how, if you're Utah, how is it possible to keep giving him that much? Like, they didn't really have anyone else that really hurt you. Like Harrison had six receptions for 71. He also had three scores, but like Smith and Jigba had like well over half the receiving yards, like yeah. two thirds of the receiving yards. How do you not like triple team him? Like, isn't that an option? <laughs> it should be mentioned. I think one of Utah's corners in this game was like a running yeah. back. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. Like, no, it's true. It's true. There's, there's some of that, but also like we know like <clears throat> Ohio State's passing game is the best in the country. Right. It will be again next year. Right. They can lose two first rounders and they'll still have the best passing game in the country. Valid. Valid. No, it's, it's absolutely correct. I think with, especially with Jameson Williams leaving Alabama, like we don't really know what's going to be there for Bryce Young next year at Alabama. That'd be kind of like the only program that would actually hold a candle to what's going to happen for the Ohio State on offense next year. They, they might have a better offense. They might have better a better receiving core next year than they did this year, and that's <laughs> with losing two first-round talents. Like, it's legitimate. With Emeka Kabuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., Smith and Jigba just has another year, and we've seen, like, him. Like, he's just going to pop off. Julian Fleming's kind of a name that, like, he's a five-star guy. He's actually rated ahead of Smith and Jigba, but, like, hasn't really come into his own. Maybe we'll see him take the big jump next year. We'll see. But, like, they could be legitimately better on offense next year than they are this year. And, like, that's just crazy. It's and they're just also, crazy. They're also bringing in four of the top 20 receivers in the country, three of whom are top 10. It's like, true. It's true. Yeah. 
I one guy I do want to uh, talk about is the the little the little kick returner for Utah dash slot receiver yes. Britton, Britton Covey. I don't know if people talk about that, but he had like he had the kickoff returner for touchdown against Oregon um, in in the games they played against Oregon, and then he also took back a ninety seven yarder against Ohio State here for a touchdown. Yeah, he needs to get on a roster. Like we need to start a petition to get this guy on an NFL roster. Yeah. I think he's he's yeah. I think this is his last year there at Utah, but like he belongs with Bill Belichick. Like he absolutely <laughs> belongs on a Bill Belichick roster somewhere. Like he needs to make it there. This matters. He's been the best kick returner in the Pac-12 for a couple of years now, I believe. Right. Like yeah. He's he's a well-known returner. Um, yeah. Utah. I, I was impressed. Like Utah did. Pretty much, like, they controlled the line of scrimmage for a good chunk of that game, which I think we kind of expected. Like, I don't know what's wrong with Ohio State. Jim Knowles, the new defensive coordinator hire, he's got, he's got a lot of work in front of him this offseason. I think he'll do a good job. Like, I, I really do. Um, because the talent is there. We know this for Ohio State's defense. But right. clearly, they just haven't been playing to a very high standard the last couple of years. Right. So, yeah. clear. If Ohio State can figure out the defense, like, they are a legit national title contender next season. Agreed. Agreed. I well, okay, but the defense is a mess. Like, like you're that's right. That's why I say if they can figure it out. If they can figure it out, I just yeah. I that's unlikely for me. I think also the Ryan Day rumors to the Bears, the Ryan Day to the Bear rumors, Please. are not. That's not unfounded. Like that's enough smoke there to where that's like okay, that's a possibility, right? Because the Bears surely won't be keeping their head coach. And Ryan Day does kind of want to go back to the NFL. Like I think we've seen that. Like he's former NFL guy and kind of wants to be in the NFL again. So I wouldn't hate to see it. I wouldn't mind at all. I would, I would like that quite a lot. Yes. Okay. Um, transfer portal. We mentioned Caleb Williams. He entered the transfer portal. Yeah. Did, did leave the door open for returning to Oklahoma, but this just happened since we started recording Dylan Gabriel, the UCF quarterback who was, who announced that he was transferring to, floor, to UCLA. Yes. Has, he has flipped to Oklahoma. So Dylan Gabriel will be really? at Oklahoma next year, which makes me think that Caleb Williams is probably leaving. <laughs> you think he goes to Clemson? I that could Where does make he go? Sense. Where does he go? So so the ones that would make the most sense to me, USC of course because Lincoln Riley is there, but they do have Jackson Dart, like who was a highly ranked freshman of his own. I think Caleb Williams is is different though. Like I think I think Caleb Williams is better than Jackson Dart, and USC I believe would take him. I also could see, I mentioned Georgia, like Georgia would immediately be my national title favorite, like hands down if they had Caleb Williams, just saying. And I, and I think Clemson makes some sense, even though they have DJU there and bringing in Cade, Cl- Cade Klubnik, like that makes yeah. some sense, right? maybe less so than the others. Right. To me, it's probably USC or Georgia. Can you think of any other destinations that you, you would see him ending up at? Florida? Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I could, I could see I, that. I, I will say Billy Napier has done an incredible job down there for his first month. He's had yeah. his one month in, and he has been phenomenal. Like, Billy Napier has impressed a ton down in Gainesville. And, like, that's I, actually I a really it, good point. I didn't think of Florida. Right. I think w- with seeing, especially Spencer Rattler going to South Carolina, um, that was, which was huge, right? That's huge yeah. for that program. Seeing like I, I would say Miami would also probably be another potential option for Caleb Williams, Miami or Florida, just because right now like those like especially those Florida schools a ton of NIL money. Um, that's 
potential there. So, and yeah, new coaching, new, new coaching staffs at both places. Maybe they bring someone in there with ties to Caleb Williams and, and yeah, maybe that's where it goes. I, other than that, I don't really know though. Like, yeah, it, it's very, that's very much, it's, it's a real new thing. So like no one really has any yeah. idea where he's looking at. Um, just maybe two schools kind of off the top of my head, either Miami or Florida. Makes sense. Dan Orlovsky had a list of five schools. He included Notre Dame on it. I, really? <laughs> really? Dude. It would make huge. a it would be huge and I think it would actually make sense. The problem is he's an he's an undergrad. Like Notre Dame, it's really hard to get into Notre Dame as a transfer if you're not a graduate student. So it's not impossible. It has happened before. But it it's I, I don't know. I don't know academically. Maybe he's a really good student. I don't know. Who knows? Um I do think it would be a really good matchup or match, um, but I don't expect that to happen. Oregon, Oregon, another possibility, maybe. I don't know. It makes sense. I don't are, know. Are we worried at all about Oregon's future quarterback? Because Ty Thompson like never saw the field this year, the highly ranked freshman, and Anthony Brown was nothing special. Like, well, well Bo Nix is on campus, right? That's right. I forgot about Bo, Bo Nix. Bo Nix is there. So, like, I think Bo Nix is the guy, it, like, as currently constructed. However, if Caleb Williams comes, then Caleb Williams is clearly the guy. Like, and you kind of, like, I don't know what Bo Nix does then. But, like, that's probably why Caleb Williams wouldn't already go there is because, like, Bo's already there. Like, what's the point of having two? But, yeah, like, I mean, like, I think Oregon, like, with Bo Nix will be – interesting like i think bonix would fit fit that scheme as well as anybody uh yeah. just like yeah running around and just throwing the ball to who knows where and somehow it always works out for him but or sometimes yeah so yeah i i don't know i think i think that would probably be one of the 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 at least an option for him i ole miss is something that we're not talking about ole miss is a legitimate candidate for someone because kiffin does incredible things with quarterbacks. Right. Corral is going to be leaving, obviously going to the NFL. He's going to be a top what, 15 draft pick, I'm sure. So I think Ole Miss is going to get one of these really good quarterbacks. Ole Miss is going to get one. I would actually mm-hmm. say they, them or Florida would probably be my leaders right now for Caleb Williams, if I had to bet. That's not a bad call. I do think, like, I, I don't expect this to happen, but I, I think if he would go to Penn State, like that, that would all of a sudden make the Big Ten really interesting. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen because his dad said something about preparing for the NFL is like one of the main things they're looking at. I don't know that there's a whole lot of Penn State <laughs> that would give you a lot of faith in that. Um, but yeah, like some of those schools that are really good at basically everywhere but quarterback, you know, yeah. like some of those right. are interesting, you know, maybe right. in Michigan, but. It, it would be kind of nice to see Caleb Williams go to Georgia. That way we could see what excuses the coaching staff come up with <laughs> for playing Stetson Bennett over him. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to go to that place now. We're in the title game and I should be happy, be happy. But uh, it, yeah, it, it, it would be, if, if I'm Caleb Williams, avoid Athens like the freaking plague. Like, and it, same with same with Arch Manning. Like I don't know what is with these quarterbacks for going there. Why would you go play at Georgia? Like they're just gonna like they will absolutely mismanage. They're, they're just gonna mismanage it. They're gonna they're just gonna bungle the whole situation there. So and, and, and yeah, like you don't have to go to to those types of schools to be elite in the NFL. Go to Ole Miss. Go to Ole Miss and get to throw the ball a ton. Go to Mississippi State and play for Mike Leach. Throw the ball a ton and get reps. Go to Baylor and play for Dave Aranda mm. and have a really good defense and get that to That would be interesting. Right. Like go to one of those schools and try to learn how to do it. Like 
don't go to Georgia where they're going to try to run the ball all the time. Someone LSU could get a really good transfer. Brian Kelly may, might do some work here. Like, you know, no one's talking about that yet either. So I, yeah, like there, there's a ton of, there's a ton of really good schools that are going to need quarterbacks. And it's going to be a really fascinating off season, I think, because there's going to be a ton of just like shuffling really. Yeah. Another thing with Notre Dame, like there was some talk that in the, in the practices leading up to the Fiesta Bowl, um, Tyler Buckner looked really good. Um, a little shocked he didn't get any playing time. Like I, 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 because they couldn't run the ball at all against Oklahoma State. They didn't even try. Like they were like, we can't run the ball against them. We're just going to sling it. And right, right. And I guess probably the reason Buckner didn't play is because Jack Cohn threw for over 500 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, he played well. Yeah, he did. For the fir- yeah first half he played exceptional. Second half seemed like they figured him out. He missed a couple throws, but yeah. So I don't like yeah. I think Notre Dame probably thinks they have the quarterback that they want next year, but obviously if Caleb Williams wants to come there, then you like anybody in the country would say yes, I believe maybe Alabama being the exception or something like that. Ohio state, maybe Ohio state. Yeah. Those are kind of the two schools that would probably say we're good. I, I, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I don't know. I think Caleb Williams would be better off at Georgia. Like, I mean, sorry, better off at at Oklahoma than anywhere else. Like, like I don't know what he's looking for that he's going to get at, yeah, you name it, Georgia or Ole Miss, that he doesn't have at Oklahoma. Unless there's a, maybe a complete philosophy change that Venables is bringing in. But he's bringing in Jeff Levy from Ole Miss. Like, they're still going to have a yeah. very creative, innovative offense, and they're going to throw the ball. Like, it's not like they're just going to run the ball all the time and go to the triple option or anything. Like, they're still going to be very dynamic. Um, you are correct in saying that Georgia is – I'm just seeing this now. It's just kind of all coming together, but – yeah, Georgia is the clear-cut favorite for Caleb Williams right now. It makes a like, lot of sense. <laughs> Why? Why does it make sense? Because he's all they're missing. Like, they would be so good with Caleb Williams. Would they? They, they would be the na- – hands down, they would be the national title favorites next year, the next two years. Really? I think so. Oh, my God. Okay. You're delusional if you think that Kirby can't somehow find a way to mismanage that too. I'm not saying he wouldn't mismanage it. I'm just saying they would be the favorites. <laughs> I see. I, I think Georgia was this year. Like I think Georgia was this year. And had you played JT Daniels, would have been hands down the favorites this year. Like that's that's well, what I think. He's even think better than JT Daniels. Is he? Is he though? Yeah. Like I think so. As an NFL quarterback, okay. I guess we're not talking about the NFL. We're talking about college, but like JT was a 75% passer. 75%. Yeah, that's really really good, and he like stretched the ball too. Like it wasn't just short throws. Like he took he took bombs. Caleb Williams can throw, I would say probably at least ninety percent as well. Plus he's a great runner, yeah. which is a big deal in college, by the way. And and you could argue that the whole reason to play Stetson Bennett over him is because he can run. Guess what? Caleb Williams would give you that element as well. Plus he would give you an incredible arm. Like Caleb Williams at Georgia would be scary. I'm just saying. Yeah, I one can dream. I I just <laughs> I've always dreamt of Georgia like taking the governor off the offense, and like at this point, I just like believe that like we're just never gonna do it. So like let's just be happy with what we have. Like let's just be okay with Stetson Bennett. <laughs> let's just go look for another walk on somewhere in South Georgia somewhere, and let him be the starter next year. So <laughs> okay, any any more anything else we should go over before we wrap this up? It's been about an hour. 15, 20 minutes now. So no, that's enough. That's enough. I'm, I'm good. I really am. I'm happy. Like I know that like I come across as like an unhappy Georgia fan. I'm not like I'm, 
I'm cool. I'm happy to be where we're at. I just, I know what's coming. Like, I think I really feel like I know what's coming and I'm just not prepared to let myself get hurt like that. Like I'm yeah. not prepared for the emotional fallout that's inevitably, inevitably going to happen. And so I'm just preparing myself. I'm just giving myself a dose of reality in this time. Like, yeah, like my, my teams have never won anything in life. Like they've never won anything. What makes me think that now after 20, I've been alive for 27 years, but now George is going to win a title. Like what makes me think that nothing, I have nothing to base that on. So yeah, like until they prove me otherwise, like I am going to doubt them. Sure. I'm going to doubt them. And I'm going to be ecstatic by the way, if they win, like I will be swinging from a chandelier. I, yes, like it's going to be incredible. Probably won't sleep that night. If they win Monday night could be an incredible night or like, I'll just go to bed early and start (laughs) drinking or something. I don't know what I'll do. It is interesting. The dynamic of Georgia fans. Um, I know quite a, I know quite a few. My yeah. wife is one, and I know I was with her whole family the last week, and a lot of her friends and stuff. How do they um, take it? How do they take it? They they are all almost exactly like you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Where it's it's all like like they're so thrilled about their Georgia Bulldogs. They love their Georgia Bulldogs, but like they they just they they aren't going to believe anything good until it actually happens. Like they're they're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like that's, that's the whole Georgia fan experience. The way it looks. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. No, by I the mean, way, that, that's it's right. very, it's very, I think it's unique. Like I, I don't, I don't know what to even compare that to. I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan. I have been my whole life. Yeah. And, and like 2016, I don't remember Cubs fans going into the world series. Like, Oh, we're going to blow this. I just know we're going to blow this. Like, like, you I don't, don't know. remember that you say that didn't there, happen. There was some of that, but I think people were generally like just thrilled that, it's a little different because the Cubs have been so bad for so long. Right. We were thrilled to be in the World Series and we saw a bright future ahead. So like it was a little bit like we were playing with house money at that point. So I guess that's right. that's what's different is Georgia right. Georgia, it's championship or bust. So it, it is. I think it's more than that too. I think Georgia fans have taken it in the teeth for so long and been made fun of publicly like just pretty much humiliated regularly, like every year they, they just get humiliated and everyone laughs at them. Like everyone does like the media laughs at them. They don't get Georgia as a, as a program gets very little national respect. Like they don't get the benefit of the, of the doubt nationally, like from a media standpoint. And I think maybe that buoys it a little bit. Like Georgia fans are just like, like they accept, like if we lose, like, yeah, we're just going to go into a hole and not go. Uh, we're not going to crawl out for you know two months because it's just going to be it's going to be just unbearable from everybody. Like, yeah, it's just going to be awful if we lose. It just really is. It's going to be absolutely awful if we lose. And like we always kind of feel like we're going to lose because we've we we've never we've never had a reason. No season for Georgia has has not ended in disappointment. Like in my lifetime, I've always been disappointed at the end of the year. That's just how it yeah. is. Like I saw. Yeah, like why do I think it would change now? Like I, I don't know. I, I, I do think. I mean, this is probably the best team in my lifetime. I think that this Georgia yeah. team is the best team in my lifetime. And and you're right. Like maybe maybe if we change the offense, like maybe there is a future for us with Saban still there. Maybe like, and Kirby is a ruthless recruiter. Like by the way, like he promises these five star yeah. kids, like hey yeah come here, but like then he just goes and gets like three more five star quarterbacks too. Like if Caleb, if Caleb Williams comes and JT stays for another year, Georgia would have four or five star quarterbacks on the roster. Four, of them. but they'd probably still play the walk on. But like they said, they'd have four or five star quarterbacks on the roster, and like that's absolutely ridiculous, dude. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And 
like that's what you have to have to win titles. Like I really believe that. I just yeah, like I don't know. You're going up against the greatest of all time, and like he's it's he's the greatest of all time. Like why didn't Peyton Manning win more Super Bowls? Like he had to go through Tom Brady, didn't he? Like Im- imagine what Peyton Manning would be if he didn't have Tom Brady in that division. Like like he would have how many Super Bowls would he have? Like he'd have a bunch more. And but like we we remember him so differently because he had to go through Tom Brady and Tom is just slightly better. Like they're both elite, but Tom, it was always just a little bit better or had a better team or a better coach, whatever, whatever it was, history will remember Tom Brady as the greatest player to ever play the game ever, maybe any sport. And, and like Kirby's like Peyton Kirby's like the, the other guy, Kirby's the other guy, the guy who who's right there. And like, maybe sometimes maybe, maybe he'll, he might win one, maybe, but like, it's a struggle, man. It is an absolute struggle. Peyton Manning actually went three and two against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yes, but but okay. <laughs> I would point, say the his the rest of it, his defense is what was the in coaching coaching staff. Coaching. I would say coach, coaching staff. You see what Belichick is doing yeah. with Mac Jones there this year. Manning like, went to four Super Bowls with four different head coaches. He he did. What what did he won? He won two. Two. Yeah. He won two. He lost what one with the Broncos and one with the Colts against yeah. the Saints. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what Kirby is for me, maybe a little bit. Like he's the one that, like he's he's just he's just almost there. He's almost there. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. If not this year, soon. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear. Don't, it. <laughs> I don't want to hear that is rat poison, and I do not accept that. By the way, like I Georgia fans need to go to all the Georgia players this year. If you're on, if you are on campus in Athens, go to all of the Georgia players and tell them they have no chance of winning. <laughs> tell them they have no chance. They're, I don't understand. Like coaches actually say this. Like yeah, Kirby said it the other day. Well, you know, like everyone told everyone told us that like oh we're just gonna win. We're gonna. Who told you you were going to beat Alabama the first time? Who? Like I want to know their names because like you never have. None of these guys have ever beaten Alabama, like, nor nor even been close. Like, I don't understand where this confidence is coming from that, like, we're going to beat them this year. I, I don't like that confidence. I I disown that. Well, you were talking about the media not quite respecting Georgia. I was listening to the Cover 3 podcast, their reaction to the semifinal games. They're the worst. They're the worst. I do not like them. Bud Elliott is really good. I like him okay, a lot. Okay, he is. Canell sucks. Danny Cannell sucks. And whoever Cannell that, was not even on this podcast I was listening to, but Bud Elliott and Tom Fernelli both picked Georgia in the title game. Chip Patterson went with Alabama. So two of the three went with Georgia. Just something Rat poison. About. It's rat poison. <laughs> we need them to all pick Alabama. It is rat poison at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't think of a better way to end the podcast than that. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see you guys all after the title game. We'll Tuesday. Probably yeah. Tuesday night we'll, we'll record a reaction pod at the title. Oh game. my! So, Oof. hey, you're in the national title game. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, we have a shot. Like, I mean, it, it could happen. Like, it I could mean, happen. Bryce Young could fumble the ball or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe the refs, maybe the refs will be on our side this time. Like, they won't. <laughs> but like, it's a possibility. It could happen. Oh man! All, All right. right, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week and God bless.